You're listening to Speak Loud, resilient stories of triumph and hope, helping you to turn your past into fuel for your best future. Here's your host, founder of the 501c3 Share, providing resource and support for trauma victims, and a survivor herself, Tiffany Barnes. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Speak Loud podcast. As always, I am your host, Tiffany Barnes, and thank you for tuning in today. Today, I wanted to do a solo episode. I don't have any guests in studio with me here today. It's been a while since I've done a solo episode, and I wanted to talk about uh, something that's been kind of crazy that's happened since I have done the Speak Loud podcast. And I've mentioned this briefly on a few other episodes, specifically episode 50 with my producer, Bryce Prescott. Uh, We talked about how people reach out to me once I release these episodes, oftentimes, and they say, hey, this person you've had on the show, what they said to you was a lie. I am the person they abused, they put on a facade, and I wanted to address that because it's it's gotten to a point where it's actually had me questioning, wow, should I even continue doing this kind of stuff on the podcast? And the reason for that is, you know, <laughs> it's so hard because I, when I have somebody come and sit here with me or get on Zoom and uh, we do these interviews, I'm only hearing their side of the story. And as you all know, there's two sides to every story. So, you know, I have somebody come. They tell me they've been through abuse. Of course, I vet them in some capacity. Uh, there's questions and, and a survey type thing that they fill out before they join me for the interview. And that kind of gives me a an inside look into what we might be talking about and discussing on the podcast for their episode. So uh, with that being said, you know, they come, they share their story, and you guys know you've tuned into this long enough that uh, we try not to focus on the abuse. This podcast is more about sharing the story of triumph and hope and what people have taken away from their traumatic experiences. So I've had people come on, again, you know, we spend maybe the first five minutes or so, give or take, kind of giving a background into where they came from, you know, what type of abuse they suffered, or, you know, kind of the dark to the light, if you will. And then I would say the other 45 minutes or, you know, give or take is talking about what they're doing now to make an impact in the world and to be triumphant of their story, uh, not using their past as a crutch, but rather a stepping stone to the future. You know, and I always feel really good when I have people come on. I come, they come on, I interview them, they share their stories, and, you know, it's just really interesting. Slowly but surely, I'll start to have things come into my inbox saying, as I mentioned, you know, oh, this person, and it's usually the males that have been on my podcast, which is quite interesting, uh, the men. And uh, I'll have a female reach out to me and say, oh, what this person is telling you is incorrect. They're a narcissist. They're a martyr. They're a victim. They've done this to me. They've done that to me. And it, it makes me go, hmm, because when I reach out to these people who, who have said, you know, hey, this person you've had on is completely a liar, I say, okay, well, there's two sides to every story. Would you like to come on to the podcast and share your side of the story? and I hear crickets. So 
I don't know. I don't really know what to feel in that other than, you know, uh, obviously they're, they're either trying to discredit the person that's been on sharing their story because they feel guilty and maybe they're the narcissist and they're trying to paint this person as a narcissist or it is true the person who's been on my show has been an abuser and tried to depict being a victim. I don't know. I really don't know. I'm And uh, I had this lady recently, she's been harassing me, sending me emails about a particular man that I've had on the show um, saying that, uh, so kind of like discrediting everything I do and everything this podcast is about because I've left, left his episode up and I haven't taken it down. And uh, I want to shed light on this because in abuse... There are always two sides to every story, right? Uh, I'm not here to say that uh, one person's right or one person's wrong. Sometimes when it comes to abuse, specifically emotional and mental abuse, it can come down to perception. Uh, Obviously, with physical abuse, there's bruises, uh, sexual abuse, there's vaginal abrasions and lacerations, and there's more of a physical, uh, tangible evidence, if you will. So I'm seeing that a lot of these uh, women that are coming forward speaking out against these men that I've had on the show are speaking out against men that are either of the physical abuse, or not, I'm sorry, not the physical abuse, the emotional abuse or the mental abuse category, which is one that is more difficult to um, to actually show has happened, I guess, is is what I'm trying to say here. So, you know, it, it, it... But what's interesting about it, as I mentioned, is when I do converse back with these ladies, they never get back to me when I say, great, let's let's have you come on the show and share your side of things. So I want to propose a question. When somebody comes to us and they say they're being abused, how do we say, you know, this is true or isn't true? Do we have to have hard physical evidence as we do with physical and sexual abuse. I mean, it's just kind of an interesting um, situation. And so, you know, I have thought back and forth like, okay, well, should I take this down? Am I condoning abuse because I have this episode up? Uh, Am I in a situation where uh, I'm no better than the abuser themselves, once again, because I'm leaving this episode up? But then I think, well, their silence is golden, right? Is it that they don't want to come forth and come on the show and share their side of the story because they're scared of people knowing? Are they scared of the abuser themselves knowing? I've even said they can come on anonymously, that there would be no names mentioned, and they still just are silent. They kind of go away, except for this one that's been, like I say, harassing me. She sent me quite a few emails and said some very choice things to me. Um... (laughs) It's just kind of interesting, um, I guess, the way people get. So, I don't know. I, I don't know really where I was going with that other than there's really just two sides to every story of a, of abuse or just anything in life. And so, um, I would challenge you when you're listening to these episodes to take what resonates with you to... S- to help you to be triumphant in whatever it is uh, you're going through and in your, in your own abuse. 
it's just um, so interesting to me that somebody would be so venomous and uh, come at me with, you know, all of these hateful words. And then when I call her on the spot, she's like, well, I'm not going to say anything. So, um, you know, and I do have a disclaimer at the bottom of all of my episodes that, hey, I'm not a professional. I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not a clinician. I'm not somebody that has been trained in treating abuse. But the whole premise of starting the Speak Loud podcast uh, that you're listening to here now is to help people to speak loud, even if their voice shakes, you know, speak loud against the abuse that they've suffered. And even if that is their perception, and I'm more than happy to share both sides of the story. So uh, if you'll remember, I had uh, Nicole Hackbarth on. I can't remember the specific episode that she was on, um, but it was the flip side of abuse. And she came on as the abuser. And I had her daughter on previously talking about abuse and how she was abused growing up. So I, I got to hear from the child's perspective with Katie Hackbarth. And then we had her mom on months later, maybe even a year later, uh, fairly recently, Nicole Hackbarth talking about why she did what she did to her kids and kind of her perception of it. So um, I'd like to have more of that. I would love to have, you know, uh, people come on and share both sides of the coin. So, you know, it's just interesting to me that this uh, lady has continued to harass me and send me emails. And again, when I've said, hey, come on share your side. Let's hear it. You know, um, it's kind of cricket. So it's just very interesting. The other thing too, that, uh, I wanted to address or talk about is I've been doing so much self-healing lately, but I got to say, I don't know if there's something out there in the world that's kind of affecting all of us. I'm not talking about a pandemic, but just maybe an aura that's out there. Um, my anxiety and my depression, has really crept up back into my life lately. So much so, um, there was a couple days I just didn't want to get out of bed. You know, one day, I'm an early riser. I get up, you know, 7 o'clock, 6 o'clock in the morning. And uh, it was a Friday, and it was like 2 p.m. in the afternoon. And I was still in bed, in my pajamas, like trying to drag myself out of bed and get into the world. So I say that because... I want to be 100% transparent with you guys. I feel I have been, but I just want to share that even if you've been through abuse and you've come out the other side as I have, you're still going to have days. You're still going to have days of self-doubt, self-worth, you know, that anxiety, that depression. I I usually experience a ton of anxiety in the winter months. I don't know why that is. It might be because I'm more cooped up inside and I tend to be a, a summer person and a water person and I'm not big into winter sports, but <clears throat> excuse me, this uh, last few months here, so we're, we're what, in June, mid-June and uh, all of May and, you know, coming here into June, I've just had some, some, uh, some dark days, some really dark days. So I took my dad to Hawaii. I think you guys heard me talk about that uh, on Tony Schmaltzy's, uh, the Schmaltzy method, uh, how to stop people pleasing. We talked a lot about my dad and uh, how much I am a people pleaser with my dad. I'm still waiting for his approval, if you will, in my life. And I had this trip to Hawaii. 
that I bought him um, as a birthday gift two years ago. We weren't able to go last year, so I bought it for him, you know, uh, 2019 to go into 2020 and May of 2020, and we weren't able to go because of the pandemic. And then we said, well, let's push it back to October. And the airlines were kind enough to give us, you know, uh, to waive the vouchers or the the fees and things of that nature. So we pushed it back to October of 2020. Well, COVID's still going strong. So we had to push it back to May of this year, 2021. And uh, we went for a week. My dad's birthday is mid-May. And he's always had this vision of wanting to go, or a bucket list, I guess you will, of going to Hawaii. Um, I remember the first time I ever took him to see the ocean was in Florida. He's lived a very uh, sheltered life, I guess is the best way to put it. He'd never been on an airplane till I bought him a ticket and flew him to Vegas. Never seen the ocean till I bought him a ticket and we flew to Florida and spent some time in Florida to visit my brother, his his son. Um, he's just me and my brother and uh, that he has as far as kids go. And, um, you know, took him to see La Jolla Beach one other year for his birthday. He's always wanted to go to San Diego. So I've been spending my life, I'm saying all of this because I've been spending my life trying to make my dad's bucket list be fulfilled, right? I'm always concerned about, um, you know, well, maybe if I do this, well, maybe if I do this, he'll be happy. Um, even down to, I think I've talked about this on some other episodes, um, even down to uh, buying him a car for Christmas. 2015, he had been driving a uh, 1964 Ford that he's had my whole life, pickup truck. He's rebuilt engines and transmissions, and it would constantly break down, and he'd call me, and, hey, I need a tow, and, you know, I was paying for repairs and things on this truck, and I said to myself, oh, I want to go buy him a, a car for Christmas. So, I walk into this dealership, I pay cash, I buy him this car, put it in the garage for uh, Christmas Day, and everybody opens up their presents, and I said, oh, wait, I still have one more gift. So I turn around, I give my dad a box, and I tell him to go outside to the garage, and I had the garage door opener in my back pocket. I hit the garage door opener and hand my, you know, tell my dad to open the box, and he sees a set of keys, and here's this brand new Subaru Legacy sitting in the garage. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is totally going to make my dad appreciate me. And he's going to be so happy. And he's finally going to say he's proud of me. So anticlimactic. Uh, he, He was like, well, where'd the leather seats go? What do you mean, where'd the leather seats go? He said, yeah, this thing was supposed to have leather seats, right? And I said, no, it came with these cloth seats. And he thought that I had purposefully taken out leather seats of this car because he didn't deserve them or something? I don't know. You think he would have been jumping up and down because he had a brand new car. Um, And then he says, well, this car doesn't have fog lights. I need fog lights for my drive because he drives on this road that goes close to the Great Salt Lake and we do get quite a bit of fog. And then he's like, well, why doesn't it have its windows tinted? So I go and I get these fog lights and I get the windows tinted and I just keep doing, 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 hoping that my dad's going to finally be happy with the car. And, uh, yeah, no, (laughs) never happy with the car. You know, he's made a few comments, the car's in my name. And he's like, well, it's not my car, it's her car, because it's in her name. So it was last year, I said, okay, dad, let's, let's put this car in your name. He's like, oh, no, 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 I'm not ready yet. 
I'm not ready to have it in my name. So I feel a lot that I'm damned if I do, damned if I don't with this man. But I kind of went off on a tangent there. So going back to Hawaii, we finally get on uh, this plane. But before we do, (laughs) we had a few issues where uh, you have to have a QR code, you have to take a COVID test and be negative within 72 hours of your trip. And there's quite a few hoops you have to jump through. Well, uh, the machine broke when I was taking uh, my dad to Hawaii. And so they gave us a paper copy of his QR code and that didn't work. And so blah, 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 I had to go to the Board of Health and I had to get it passed because we didn't have an electronic version. And my dad's response was, of course this happens to me. Why does this always happen to me? So it's like he's just a, a an Eeyore in a sense, just kind of negative Nelly. But we finally get there It's and I've got all this in my head built up, you know, um, I switch seats with him. So he's by the window on the plane and he can look down on the island as we're flying in. And I just have this vision built up in my mind that he's going to be so happy when he gets there. And the other reason, by the way, that I took him to Hawaii is he's a big history buff. And he's always wanted to see Pearl Harbor. And so I said, let's go to Hawaii. I'll fly you there. I'll pay for everything while you're there. Uh, and let's go see Pearl Harbor. So I thought, my goodness, this is going to be so epic. My dad's finally going to be proud. He's finally going to be happy. And uh, we get there. And <laughs> just basically from day one, there's nothing I can do to make him happy. I mean, we went to Pearl Harbor. That was a great experience for him, but, you know, it was hot. He didn't want to walk. Um, his legs ended up getting severely sunburned the second day we were there and made it very miserable for him. Uh, during his birthday, while we were there, I said, okay, Dad, it's your birthday. What do you want to do? We can go do anything. And he's like, yelling at me kind of in a way uh saying you know why do I have to choose you've been here before why don't you tell me and I'm like why don't you research some things do you want to go to the beach do you want to go to a luau you know and I'm just trying to make him happy and I ended up taking him to a luau for his birthday and it wasn't uh what we thought it was going to be partly because of COVID they didn't have as many performers and it wasn't uh it just wasn't as advertised I'll say And we get into the car and I said to my dad, because I could tell he wasn't extremely happy with the performance and the day. And I just said to him, I said, Dad, I'm batting a thousand with you. I feel like I'm striking out strike after strike after strike. There's nothing I can do, uh, you know, that's going to. I didn't say nothing I can do to make you happy. I just said, I feel like I'm striking out and striking out and striking out. And we went back to the hotel and my dad wanted to go sit in the room because his legs were hurting from being sunburned and walking and all that. And so I go and I sit at this rooftop of this hotel we're staying at by the pool. And I just had this very strong emotion come over me. At first I was angry. I was angry because... I had done all these things and spent all this money and I've just constantly my whole life just tried to make him proud of me and it seemed even in paradise he wasn't happy, you know, um, and it was discouraging. I was angry. I was discouraged. I felt responsible. I felt like I was a letdown. 
And then I said to myself, there's nothing I'm ever going to do to make him happy. There's nothing I can do to make him happy. Really, there's nothing I can do to make anyone happy. Because at the end of the day, we're all responsible for our own happiness. And I kind of had a relief or a release, if you will, in that moment of I've been spending my whole life waiting, seeking, hoping for my dad's approval. I'm never going to get it. And if I do get it, I want it to be on his terms. I feel like I'm forcing it. I feel like for some reason, those magical words, I am proud of you. We're going to change my entire life. But I walked away from that trip realizing that it doesn't matter. What really matters is that I'm proud of myself. And I've proud of, I'm proud of who I have become. You know, as I mentioned in the very beginning of this episode, there's two sides to every story. I don't know a lot about my dad's childhood. He doesn't open up a lot about it. I, quite honestly, I I wonder if he's got some form of autism or something. He has a hard time expressing his feelings. And so, you know, I know my side of things. I know my side of the abuse. But I don't know his. And maybe he is the way he is because he was abused as a kid, mentally or emotionally or something of that sort. And so... I don't know. I guess my takeaway on this episode for you is you're in control of your own happiness. And it doesn't matter if you make other people proud. It matters that you make yourself proud. It was a very liberating moment for me. Here I am. I'm going to be 39 next month. And I'm still, it's like I'm a seven-year-old girl waiting for my daddy to tell me he's proud of me. And it was just such an epiphany, you know, one of my Tiffany epiphanies, as I call it, that, um, you know, maybe especially, too, because he's my abuser or one of my abusers, that um, it's like I just want everything to be great. And I just want my dad to finally, again, say he's proud of me. So I don't know. It was It was a very defining moment. And I thought also coming off of that trip, I'm not going to spend as much effort into trying to just bend over backwards for him. You know, we have Father's Day coming up a week from Sunday, and uh, which will probably be Sunday by the time this episode comes out, so it'll be two days away because uh, I re- release on Fridays. But um, I don't know. I just think that, like I say, it's... <laughs> Father's Day is coming. I'm going to give him a card. Usually I like say, hey, what do you want? And I give him everything on his list for Father's Day. And I spend all kinds of money. You know, this Father's Day, I just want to spend time with him. I think that's all I can really do is spend time with him and stop trying to impress him or impress upon him or wait for him to say words of, you know, encouragement and affirmation. He is who he is. So those of you out there who might have daddy issues such as I do, um, who are just waiting for their parents to tell them they're proud of them because they felt so worthless growing up, because they never heard those words from their parents growing up, I'm here to say stop waiting. Stop waiting for your parents to say they're proud. Stop waiting for your parents' approval. Stop waiting for your parents to maybe even say they love you. 
That's something I don't hear often from my father because I can't control it. I can only control myself. So I don't know. Those are some words to part with. Um, You all are great. You all are wonderful. You already have what it takes, and I am proud of you. I am proud of you because you're listening to this episode, which tells me you're doing what you can to become a better person. And I hope these episodes are something that you can take a lot from. I hope when you listen to these episodes, you don't focus on the abuse that we talk about in the beginning. Again, we try to surface level those stories, but focus on the stories of triumph and hope and focus on the good that people have taken away from their stories and their, their trials and tribulations, because you too can overcome. With that being said, I want to say thank you so much for being a loyal listener. We're on episode 58. Never thought I would make it this far on this podcast, but I am so grateful that I have. And I'm so grateful for you. I'm so grateful for you as a listener. And uh, if you would, please uh, rate this episode or rate this podcast. If you listen to this on Apple Podcasts, you can just go ahead and go on there to the very bottom and there's a spot where you can review anywhere from one stars to five stars. Of course, I would love it if you give me five stars, but I want you to be honest uh, because the more people that rate it, the more people will know about it. And that's important to me. It's a labor of love, of, as I've mentioned many, many times before. But I want people to know this is out there as a resource for individuals to know, hey, I'm not alone in what I've been through and to find solace in in hearing other people's stories of how they've overcome. I've had some excellent clinicians, some excellent guests. I've got some tremendous guests coming on still. Um, And I just thank you. I thank you for all that you are and uh, all that uh, you can be. And I'm proud of you. And as always... Be the change you wish to see in this world. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to Speak Loud. If this message resonated with you, please feel free to share it with anyone you feel could use the support. To find out more information about SHARE, our movement, and to join the cause, please visit sharethemovement.org. Until next time.